You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 32. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer, cycle instructor, and fitness ambassador. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, team. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast. This podcast is all about health, fitness, and nutrition. I try to give you simple ways to get fit, get healthy, without having to starve yourself, buy any supplements, nothing like that. Everything that you can do on a daily basis to make a lifestyle change. So today we're going to talk about your feet. (laughs) Basically, happy feet makes a happy athlete. I kind of equate that to the whole, uh, how do they say it? A happy wife is a happy life, right? Well, if your feet are not happy, I can pretty much tell you that that will go all the way up your body and it is not a good thing. So I actually did this segment on TV last week for Studio 512. I'm a monthly guest on Studio 512 with the fabulous Amanda Tatum. And that is a local show here in Austin. So the majority of my clientele is all around the world. So the majority don't get to see that show. And I really feel... Like it was a very important episode because a lot of people are making some poor choices and not by choice, I should say, about their shoes that they're wearing for working out uh, just because they don't realize what they need to do for workout shoes. So I really thought it was important that I take the same topic onto the podcast this week so we can reach even more people, not to mention that on Studio 512, I am limited to about three to four minutes. And so it doesn't give me a lot of time to expand on some topics that I really wanted to talk about. So we've got four tips, I like to say, four tips to happy workout feet. This goes for the most advanced athlete or just someone who works out three to five days a week as well. Anybody who works out needs to do so with the right shoes. So the first tip I'm going to give you is that you need to pick the right shoe for the right sport. What does that mean? It means do not, do you hear me, do not wear your running shoes when you're doing a kickbox class. Do not wear your running shoes when you're lifting weights. Do not wear your running shoes for a cycle class. Do you get the picture? Running shoes are worn for running. I really need you to pick the right shoe for the right sport always because if you're not, you don't realize that the type of shoe you're wearing might not be the best one for the sport that you're doing. Now, a running shoe has no or very little, I should say, lateral support because think about it. When you run, you go forward. So the shoe only needs to supply you with enough support to move in a forward direction. But when you start doing that lateral movement, like you might do in a kickboxing class, even a boxing class, strength training classes too, sometimes you'll be stepping out into squats in a lateral fashion. You don't want to wear a running shoe because you're not going to have that lateral support. And you need that for your foot and for your ankle as well. So really, really important because I know that sometimes we just grab the first shoe on the way out the door and it's usually your running shoe. 
but you're really doing yourself and your body a disservice by wearing that running shoe for anything other than running. So think about that. Even a walking shoe, just so you know, when you walk, you heel strike more, which is normal. That's how you walk. You're going to hit with your heel. And so you'll find that a walking shoe actually has a stiffer rubber support for in the heel area of the shoe. So even a walking shoe is different than a running shoe. So if you're a walker, I want you to get a walking shoe because I want you to have more of that support and more of that rubber cushion in the heel. That is definitely going to benefit you. Now, what type of shoe do you wear for kickboxing, for strength training? For some people, it's that CrossFit type training, maybe a boot camp. You want to get a cross trainer. Now, I will say it is harder and harder to find a cross training shoe. It's almost like they're becoming extinct. They used to be easily available in in running shoe stores, but they're really not as easy to find anymore, but they are out there. So you just want to make sure if you're doing those kind of classes that you're going to wear a cross trainer because the cross trainer does have the lateral stability. So great when you're lifting weights or doing that kickboxing and a lot of boot camps as well. You're moving front, you're moving side, you're doing all kinds of things. So you want more of a cross trainer. You do not want to wear your cross trainer for running because you're going to wear your running shoe, right? So the cross trainer is worn for that. And I really do think it's important that you wear a shoe if you work out at home and you're doing that DVD or maybe you're doing my Earn That Muscle program online, still wear a shoe. And obviously for that, it would be a cross trainer because I still want you to have that support. Even though you're home and you feel like you don't, you can be barefoot and that's great. And if it's comfortable for you and you feel like you have enough stability in your ankles, it's probably fine. But you might be better off with a little bit of cushion, a little more support so that you don't injure yourself even if you're just doing some kind of strength training or some kind of DVD at home. So that's the first big tip is that you really need to find the right shoe for the right sport and don't mix them up together, okay? Tip number two is I need you to get fitted properly. And this is definitely one for my runners because... Running is just that type of thing where you need happy feet, right? You want your feet to be happy. You want to feel good. There's nothing worse than going out for a run and it hurts right underneath your foot. It hurts at the base of the toe. Your heel is hurting. The shoe is rubbing underneath your ankle. Running is hard enough. At least it is for me. (laughs) Running is hard enough. We want to do it without pain. So get fitted properly, and you're going to do that at a proper running shoe type store. That means that you don't probably want to go to your basic sports authority store. Here in Austin, we have the Dick's Sporting Goods stores. You can go in and pick your own shoe, but you're not really getting fitted, and so you might actually not have the right shoe for your foot. When you go to a running shoe store, especially at a really good store, they're gonna evaluate what's going on with your feet. They're gonna look at your feet. Not only are they just checking what size you are, but they wanna see if you're pronating. Are you leaning in on the foot? Are you leaning out? How are you stepping? Are you, you strike more with your heel or are you more on the ball of the foot? They look at all these things. They'll actually put you, a lot of stores will put you on a treadmill and they will assess 
what type of runner you are and, and how your feet are aligning when you're running to pick the best shoe for you. So it's always funny when someone asks me, oh, well, what running shoe do you wear? What do you like? I almost don't even want to tell them because it's irrelevant what type of shoe I wear because what fits me is not necessarily what's best for you. I know for me, like a New Balance, I cannot wear a New Balance shoe. It cuts me right underneath the ankle bone. It doesn't matter which New Balance type it is. I cannot wear a New Balance shoe. Other people, they love New Balance. It's their favorite. Their feet have never felt better. So don't worry about what shoe your friend is wearing. Don't worry about what shoe your fastest friend is wearing because I can assure you the shoe is not what's making them fast. You want to go in, get properly fitted, and find out what shoe is best for your foot. And don't wait to do this, all right? So if you're like, oh, well, I just got this running shoe and I wasn't properly fitted, but I'm just going to you know, wear it out, you could end up with plantar fasciitis by wearing the wrong shoe. You could hurt your ankle. You could do a lot of damage by wearing the wrong shoe. And anybody who has plantar fasciitis right now is sitting here nodding, oh my God, you don't want plantar fasciitis. It is so hard to get rid of once you get it. And a very big cause of plantar fasciitis is wearing the wrong shoe. So please go get fitted properly. Tip number four for those happy feet, do not wear these shoes that you work out in all day long. It's very easy to do this. I can't say I'm not guilty of it sometimes myself. We go work out and you somehow get busy with errands, doing this, doing that. Before you know it, the whole day has gone by. You're still in your awesome workout outfit that you love so much. You kind of stink at this point, right? But you still got your shoes on from that workout. You do not want to do that. You do not want to wear your shoes all day long that were meant just for that sport. One reason is, again, because of all that stability that that shoe may or may not have for everyday walking. So I, I already just told you a walking shoe will have different support in the heel, different cushioning. You need a different shoe for hanging out. And maybe that is your flip-flop, whatever it is, flip-flops, Uggs, your cutest shoes. But I don't want you to wear your workout shoe all day because it's also going to wear it down a lot faster. So do not wear that shoe all day. Honestly, a lot of times I have my flip-flops in my workout bag. So as soon as my workout's done, the shoes come off, the flip-flops go back on. The fourth and final tip for your happy workout feet is you need to replace these workout shoes probably more often than you realize. Okay, so especially for my runners and a running shoe, you need to replace your shoe potentially every 300 to 500 miles. Now there are a lot of great apps out there where you actually check in when you bought your shoe and then it tracks all your miles of all your runs. I love it. My Garmin Connect does that, so you might wanna check that out. It tells me when I hit 300 or 500 miles in this pair of shoes. So I know when I need to get a new pair. Now, when will you hit 300 to 500 miles? Well, obviously that's different for everyone. I'm marathon training right now. I am definitely going to hit the mileage a lot sooner and probably change out my running shoes every three months. If you're only running two to three times a week, that may be six months for you. So it just sort of depends how often that you're running in terms of replacing a running shoe. Now, what about a cross trainer? How often should you replace them? 
Again, very dependent on what type of workout you're doing and how often that you're doing it. So if you're sort of casually working out, two or three times a week, well, that shoe might last you a full year. I mean, that's not working out too much. If you're working out five to six days a week, then we're probably talking that cross trainer needs to be changed out around six months. So something to think about right now. I want you all to take a moment and say, when is the last time I changed out those shoes? Whether it's your running shoe, your cross trainer, your walking shoe, when is the last time you replaced them? It might be time. Now, another way that you know it's time to replace your shoes, and this is what I want to avoid, is when you start to feel pain. And again, I'm guilty of this too, lots of us are. All of a sudden, I feel a little something in my knee when I'm running, or I feel a little something in the arch of my foot. And that's usually the first thing I think to myself is, oh my gosh, when, when did, how old are these shoes? When did I buy these? You know, How old are they? How many months? that if it already shows in pain or you're starting to get discomfort, I need you to change the shoe immediately. Because again, I don't want that to turn into plantar fasciitis. I don't want that to turn into an injury. And that is the shoe breaking down. So you waited too long to change that shoe out. And you might even have a little journal, a little notepad somewhere where you keep track of when you buy your shoes so that you have a real sense of what month you bought it in and maybe how often you've been working out so you know you need to replace it. Things that can happen from wearing the wrong shoe or wearing a shoe for far too long, shin splints. Almost always when I have a client who has shin splints, their shoes are very, very old. The plantar fasciitis, as I said, can be very common from a shoe that's not right or wearing a shoe that's too old. Then again, the knee pain, the hip pain, even sometimes your back. You might start to feel it in your back because your shoe is starting to lose some of that cushion. So those are your four tips for healthy, happy feet. And remember, a ha- happy feet make a happy athlete, okay? And even if you think you're not an athlete, If you're working out, you're an athlete in my book. So pick the right shoe for the right sport, get fitted properly, do not wear these shoes all day, and replace them more often than you think. Now the last thing I wanna leave you with is flip-flop talk, (laughs) because this one is an interesting one. Flip-flops have become such a trend, and they're so designer now, and they're so cute, and the colors, the this, the that, I totally get it. But I would say 90% of the people that I see wearing flip-flops are wearing those super flat flip-flops. Now, yes, they are adorable and they come in better colors and all that, but there's zero arch support on these flip-flops. And I'm hearing a lot of people tell me they have foot pain or ankle pain. And I often will ask them what type of flip-flop they wear because flip-flops are like a way of life these days. Everybody wears flip-flops. So it's almost always they show me the flip-flop and it's that super flat, thin flip-flop. I think you all know what I'm talking about. I think one of the brands, the Havana brand, super cute, but not a lot of arch support. So I have to tell you, I wear a flip-flop, probably I wear flip-flops almost every day, but it has a serious arch support in it. I wear a shoe called Chacos and they are not as cute. I totally get that. They're not as pretty, but I do not have pain in the arches of my feet anymore. And I was starting to get that wearing the super cute flat flip-flop. So if your feet are not feeling fabulous 
Ask yourself what flip-flop you're wearing. Hopefully you don't work out in flip-flops, but make sure you have a really good one, especially if your feet are hurting because you need some kind of arch support. And with the amount that we all wear flip-flops these days, it's almost like just as important as the athletic wear shoe that you're picking. You want that for your foot as well. So I like Chaco, C-H-A-C-O. I do not make any money from telling you that, (laughs) Um, but that's the one that I wear. And and a lot of you come to my podcast because you want to know what I eat, what I do for my workouts, and what shoes I wear. So the flip-flop I wear is Chaco. Check them out. Um, There's other brands out there too, but I have found that that one has the most arch support. And they they do come in some cute colors. I'm not going to say, they've gotten a lot better. I actually have a few, I probably have five pairs of Chacos. And I do want to tell you, I'm not saying this is the cheapest uh, flip-flop you've ever bought, but you're buying it a little more expensive because it actually has more support than some of these super flat ones. That's it for today. It's a good topic. I think people really need to know about their shoes. And again, a happy foot could mean a happy body all the way throughout because if the feet aren't happy, that will start to translate into other areas of your body. I hope you have a super fantastic and very healthy week. We have the holidays coming up, and that is the time when a few extra pounds often go on. If you want to join the Earn That Body Holiday Challenge, it is in December for two weeks. It is the most fun two weeks that you can have in order to not gain weight over the holidays. My holiday challenge, it sells out every year. It's actually more than half sold out already. It starts December 12th, but you can be anywhere in the world to do it. So even if you're traveling, you can do the challenge. It has nothing to do with tracking calories either. So don't worry. It's not that rigid if you are going out of town or you know you're going to have family in town. But I'll tell you probably the best part about the challenge For one, I've had a lot of people tell me they actually lose weight on the challenge, and who loses weight over the holiday season? That's a great way to start the new year. But another thing is you will get to do seven of my all-new six-pack crushing videos. So you get to do seven of my new videos. You are going to earn that score. Get it? Core, but it's score. Ha ha. In the challenge, you get to do seven of the videos. So you'll be working on your core not gaining weight, and earning prizes. I have some fantastic partners. We are giving away a heart rate monitor, which is always nice from Pair Sports. We've got some great fitness gear gift certificates as well. So I I don't think there's a better way to to hit the holidays. So if you're interested, uh, definitely check out shockthatbody.com and you'll see the option for the holiday challenge. It has all the details and you can register there. Have a fantastic, super healthy week and I look forward to our next podcast. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope. 